0: Are you ready to scale new heights? Are you passionate about moving up into unprecedented realms that gets ready to enter into a season of fulfillment of God's purpose for your life? Join Pastor Shegun Obaje on this course as he equips and empowers you to become a complete man. Your life is about to experience a major shift. The word of God is the substance of the kingdom of God. Everything is flaky until the word comes in. The Bible tells us in the beginning that God created the heavens and the earth. And he sent forth his spirit to move and hover and brood upon the waters. And the Bible tells us that nothing happened Though the Spirit was moving and brooding until God spoke. You know, many times the Spirit of God is waiting for the Word. But some of us, we wait for the Spirit. So what He does then, He inspires us to speak the Word so that there's something to act upon. The Bible says, holy men of God of old spoke; They spoke the Word of God as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. So you see, the Spirit of God moves us to speak the Word of God that brings into manifestation the intent of God. And that's why any believer who does not treasure and lay very high premium on the Word of God cannot go far with God. It takes the Word to have your root in Christ. We were born again of that incorruptible seed of the Word of God. We live by faith that comes by hearing the Word of God Our lives are centered around the word, built on the word. There is no life outside the word. And that's why every believer must go for the word. You must be hungry for the word. God's word is coming your way today. I believe so strongly that it's another opportunity to move to another level. They go from strength to strength. Everyone as they appear before the Lord in Zion. So there's strength for you today by the word. The Bible says, the spirit entered into me when he spake unto me and set me on my feet. That's what the word of God does. It gives you strength. Strength in your spirit. Strength in your soul. Strength in your body. So you can fulfill your God-given calling and ministry. Our walk with God was studying around what it means and what it takes. To walk with God. Now we have known from scriptures that it takes a walk with God to enter into your promised land. Nobody knows in specific terms where God is taking him or her. You know it's a good place, yes. for I know the thoughts I have towards you, thoughts of peace are not of evil to give you an expected end. To give you a hope and a future. So we know it's a good place, but you don't know how good the place is. Someone says it's very good. You don't know how very good it is. You don't know the bearing of that place specifically because there's a place in God called a wealthy place. And God is leading us there. He has the road map with him. He knows the place specifically. Just the same way he called Abraham from the all of the Chaldeans and from Mesopotamia to a place that he would show him. And God began to lead him by the hand, taking him from one place to another until he took him to that place. Like our father Abraham, he followed God with his whole heart, by faith, listening to his word. And now we can call him father and the reference point of blessing in our generation, the generation of Christ, because he walked with God. There is no future for any man who has not made up his mind to walk with God. Because God is your future. The Bible tells us he is the Alpha and the Omega. So you see, your entire life is between Alpha and Omega. Your entire destiny, your career, your ministry, your family, everything that has to do with you is between the Alpha and the Omega. And God is the Alpha and the Omega. So, by walking with him, we can enter into our inheritance. We can enter into our destiny. We can fulfill our God-given mission on earth. It takes a walk with God to enter into the place that he has prepared for you. Never forget that. And that's why every serious-minded believer who knows that God has a future for him or for her will make up his or mind to walk with God. We want to look at the place of the fear of the Lord in our walk with God. The place of the fear of the Lord in our walk with God. Psalm 128. We start a reading from verse 1. It says, Blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord, that walketh in his ways. That means, everyone who fears the Lord walks in his ways. It takes the fear of the Lord to walk in his ways. And walking in his ways simply means walking with him. The Bible tells us that God revealed his ways unto Moses, but His acts to the children of Israel. Why? Because it was Moses that knew the fear of the Lord, and it was Moses that was willing to walk with God. The children of Israel were laid back. They just wanted to enjoy all the blessings and the miracles and the goodies of God, but they did not want to walk with God. In fact, scriptures records of them that they did always err in their heart, and they did not know his ways. And God, the Bible says, was wroth with that generation, though the works were finished before the foundation of the world, but they could not enter into their inheritance because of unbelief, unpersuadableness. Because they wouldn't board. They wouldn't walk with God. So they couldn't enter into that which God prepared for them. But in that generation, there were two people, Joshua and Caleb, who stood out. Joshua and Caleb stood out in that generation. The Bible speaks of Joshua and Caleb. The Bible says they had another spirit. It was not that spirit of looseness, that spirit of casual attitude to the things of God, they had another spirit. They had the spirit of faith. They had the spirit of the fear of the Lord. So they stood out in that generation. What we're saying in essence here is, in every generation, there are failures and successes. What makes the difference is their choice and commitment to it. Every failure makes a choice and commits himself to it, And then fails in practical sense. The same thing with successes in life. Make a choice. You commit yourself to it. And then the result can tell you made a choice once upon a time. But I pray for you in your generation, in this generation, you will succeed. So it says, blessed is everyone that feareth the Lord, that walketh in his ways. He walks in his ways. So it takes... The fear of God to walk in his ways and it takes the fear of God to walk with him. Now, if you look at Enoch, for example, the Bible tells us by faith Enoch walked with God and was not for God to him. We also understand from scriptures that Abraham walked with God by faith. Noah walked with God by faith. And for you to understand the root and baseline of faith, you must read the account of how God commanded Abraham to sacrifice his son, Isaac, on one of the mountains of Moriah that he would show him. In Genesis 22, we we'll start the reading from verse 10. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. That means he placed his son on the altar and wanted to kill him according to the commandment that the Lord had given him. And then the Bible tells us in verse 11, And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham! Abraham and he said here am I and he said lay not thine hand upon the lad neither do thou anything unto him for now I know that thou fearest God seeing thou hast not withheld thy son thine only son from me now I know thou fearest God so we understand that the foundation of Abraham's faith was the fear of God Abraham departed from all of the Chaldeans. Because of the fear of the Lord. The Bible says it was by faith. That he left his fatherland. It was by faith that he sacrificed his son Isaac. And the Bible revealing to us here. That the foundation of that faith. Is the fear of the Lord. The foundation of faith in God. Is the fear of the Lord. Say the fear of the Lord. Now any man who does not fear God. Who hears God's word cannot obey him. And faith is hearing and doing. He says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And it's hearing and doing, hearing and doing, hearing and doing. You hear and then you do. So you see, it takes the fear of the Lord to hear and do. So the foundation of real faith, the foundation of Bible faith is the fear of the Lord. Preach it to your neighbor say, the foundation of real faith is the fear of the Lord. Turn to someone and say, the foundation of real faith, the foundation of Bible faith, is the fear of the Lord. When that is not in place, there's no man that can truly walk in faith. We see in the life of Abraham, the father of faith, that the fear of the Lord was the baseline, the foundation, the reason... He obeyed God and walked in faith. And the Bible says it takes faith to walk with God. Therefore, every Bible faith is at the mercy of the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord determines your faith. The more you operate in the fear of the Lord, the more you can live by faith. If you look at Jesus, there was a prophecy concerning him in Isaiah chapter 11. The Bible says, out of the stem of Jesse, a rod will come forth. A branch will come out of his roots. And the spirit of the Lord shall come upon him or rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. You see the dimensions of the spirit that were upon Jesus. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of Knowledge, counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Look at verse 3. The Bible says, and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes. We walk by faith and not by 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 7. He shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. That means he will not go by the sensual. By the Spirit of God, you are captured from the sensual. And that's a life of faith. He says, And he shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. But with righteousness shall he judge the poor, and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. You see, the foundation of Bible faith, is the fear of the Lord. And Jesus operated in this realm of the fear of the Lord. Now let me say this. I have discovered that not every believer walks in the fear of the Lord. Every believer has access to the flows of the fear of the Lord. The spirit of the fear of the Lord. But not every believer walks by and according to the fear of the Lord. Why? Because you see... Somehow, some people have not seen that secret. They have not been taught along that line. And that's why the word of God is coming to you today. Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 7. The Bible tells us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. When it comes to God, knowing God and knowing his ways, the fear of the Lord is the beginning. That's the primary school of our work with God. It's the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. That means the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, is the beginning of wisdom, is the beginning of instruction. The fear of the Lord is understanding. That means nobody can understand in the actual sense of understanding the things of God without the fear of the Lord. And if there's any desire that should erupt from within your spirit, it must be the desire to walk in the fear of the Lord. Now the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. That's what the Bible tells us. The fear of the Lord is the baseline of faith and it takes faith to walk with God. The fear of the Lord is what causes you to act according to God's word, not acting according to your situations and circumstances. It takes you from the sensual. He shall not judge after the sight of his eyes or the hearing of his ears, but he shall make righteous judgment. See, that's the fear of the Lord. Again, the Bible tells us In Proverbs chapter 9 and verse 10. It says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Now going to school is not the beginning of wisdom. Having a degree is not the beginning of wisdom. A professor who comes and then he takes the Bible and is criticizing it, breaking it down in a very logical way. That people are nodding their heads and saying hmm, hmm. And then they think he's very smart. In God's estimation... Is he smart? What's the beginning of wisdom? Come on, talk to me. What's the beginning of wisdom? Now, a young guy who is handsome, tall, good-looking, and double-dating. All right? He's playing smart between two ladies. You know, some people may look at him and say, Hmm, that guy is really smart. But he's very stupid. What's the beginning of Wisdom. He's not close to wisdom at all. He has not found it yet. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That is what begins you on the path of wisdom. That is what begins you on the path of knowledge. The Bible says, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. God is a God who wants to reveal himself to us. Through his fear. Or by his fear. The fear of the Lord is not being afraid of God. The fear of the Lord is reviring God. Holding God in high esteem. Such that what he says moves you. You tremble at his word. Whatever God says moves you. There is sense in what he says to you. Every other thing does not make sense. Everything else does not make sense. God's word alone makes sense. The fear of the Lord is walking in a very high estimation of God. Holding him in high esteem. Such that what he says to you drives you, moves you. The fear of the Lord is living your life in his sight, in his presence. Either you are in church or outside church. Either you are in your closet or outside your closet, wherever you are, you do not do things just for eye service and respect of persons. You're doing things from your heart as unto the Lord. That's the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is knowing fully well that anything you do or think or say is before the Lord And naked before him with whom we have to do. Such that you do all you do, considering his ways and doing all you do. Because you know he will bring everything you have done to accountability. That is the fear of the Lord. Let me give you an example. You remember the account of Joseph? He was in Egypt, sold by his own brothers, bought by Potiphar, and then he was a slave boy, an errand boy in Potiphar's house. And Potiphar saw the wisdom of God in him that he could manage resources and manage the whole house very well. So Potiphar committed everything to his care apart from his wife. So Potiphar went on an errand or duty given by Pharaoh. And then it was only Joseph and Potiphar's wife that were home. And the Bible tells us that the woman had been longing. You know, there, there are people who long to destroy your destiny. Alright? They want to reduce you to a piece of bread. That is their desire. Whether you have a ring on or not, it makes no difference to them. You just feel like, why shouldn't I have my own fair share of this person? Uh, is she the only one referring to the wife? Longing that this young man, full of vigor and strength, Hard-working will be good in bed. And then longing, Joseph, come, let's try this thing. He said, Ma, I don't do such. (laughs) I have not so lent the covenant. I'm a child of Abraham. I'm a covenant person. I don't do such things. And then it came again and again and again and again and again and again. But this time around, the woman said, well, if you don't want to do it of your own will, and then I will make you do it. Okay, come tidy up my bed. You wouldn't say no, I know. Yes, ma'am. So, he got there and was fixing the bed. And then, she looked at him and said, oh, look at Joseph. And then went for Joseph and grabbed his garment that look, this time around I will robe you in. If you don't do it, you know the implication. I will cry and make noise that you're trying to rape me. And Joseph said, well, it does not matter whether you cry or not. You can't threaten me. And God provided a way of escape for him. You see, if you are sincere, there is a way of escape. But if you are not, you will never see that way of escape. You just feel like, I didn't want to do it, but she made me do it. Nobody can make you do anything that you don't want to do. The fear of the Lord. There are ministers who steal money from church posts. Because they have needs. They can, they can justify it. Uh, what, is, what are we saying? There are needs now. Even God knows. Is it not God's money? And am I not God's child? But you see, the fear of the Lord takes you out of your need. He shall not judge by the sight of his eyes. Not by sight, by faith. It takes you out of your needs. And Joseph said, no, no. God provided a way of escape. He said, well, I have lost my garment the first time. I can lose it again. But if I, I don't lose my destiny, that's fine. I said, that's fine. His garment of many colors, he lost it. His brothers killed a sheep and then poured the blood of the sheep on his garment, took it to their father, said, a wild animal killed your son. Not a brother, your son. But Joseph said, I'll lose it again, no problem, but I mustn't lose my destiny. He says, woman, shall I do this great thing and sin against God, the fear of God? Great wickedness, he called it. You know, for some people, fornication is fun, not wickedness. Adultery is fun, not wickedness. But to Joseph, a man who had lent the fear of God, you think about, look, you see, you understand that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Look at that time. For somebody to preserve food for 14 years without any refrigerator, it takes the wisdom of God. In that dispensation, not 7 years, 14 years. Because there were 7 years of abundance, 7 years of famine, Making 14 altogether, right? And he preserved food for 14 years. Without decadence. You think you are wise. Walking in sin. When sin grabs you and grows in you. It will become death. And death will kill you. The wages of sin is what? Death. That's the salary pays you. And you see, there is nobody who is entitled to wages without labor. The laborer is worthy of his wage. So you see, there's labor in sin. Unbelievers, they are laboring, But it's a labor that will kill them. There's labor in sin. I saw one, one guy one time, when I was in Lagos, he had like 10 girlfriends, different places. And he moves from one to another. Faithfully, every week, every time you see him with a tin of milk, He's always drinking, he's like this, he's walking like this, he's almost dying, but he doesn't care. All right, but you see, he's walking towards death. There's labor in sin. Sin people are working hard to die. The wages of sin is death. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Joseph escaped, he escaped. The woman cried out, hey, Joseph wanted to rape me, oh, he wanted to rape me, oh, and she caught herself. And then, Joseph was imprisoned. Right in that prison. Amen. Potiphar, even in the midst of that, was looking at him that, you mean you did this? Well, I can't doubt my wife, but there's something about you I cannot resist. Do you know it was Potiphar himself that made him lord of that prison captain he was there managing prisoners by the wisdom of god you are not wise until the fear of god is settled in your heart i don't care you may feel you are smart being smart is not walking by the wisdom of god in that prison he was still a captain his destiny was to be a leader to lead In Potiphar's house, he left the whole house. Potiphar left everything to him. In the prison, he was still leading. But the foundation of his leadership was the wisdom of God. And the foundation of that wisdom was the fear of the Lord in his heart. And then, right there, he interpreted the dream of the baker and the butler. You remember the account? One died by beheading. The other one lived. And then he said, when you get to the palace... Please don't forget me. (laughs) And then God gave Pharaoh a dream. He dreamt, he saw seven lean cows, swallowing seven fat cows. And then he said, what means this? His magician could not give the interpretation. And then one of them that survived that judgment by the interpretation of the dream that Joseph gave, said, sir, I know someone who is gifted. In interpreting dreams, is it fetching for me? And then, Joseph came by the wisdom of God. Say wisdom of God. Now here this. There are people here, after this meeting, the Lord said to tell you, there's going to be an injection, a spiritual injection, into your entire being of the fear of the Lord, that you'll begin to walk by the wisdom of God, that people will be afraid of you. Joseph came and said, Yes, your majesty, this is the interpretation of the dream. The seven cows we saw were seven years of abundance, seven lean cows, seven years of famine. Now listen, it takes the wisdom of God to know that a cow stands for a season. A cow. For some people it's a demon. Because they have not wisdom, they don't fear of the Lord. Cockroach is a demon. Cow is a demon. But you see, it takes the... (laughs) You know, someone saw something. One day. (laughs) He saw a cow. With two horns. And then was coming in his direction. And then he screamed, Jesus! 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 And then had a prayer of fasting for seven days. When the person was sharing, the wisdom of God welled up in me, that God was bringing abundance his way, cow. He said the cow was so big. Is that not abundance? <laughs> you see? But because people don't walk by the fear of the Lord, they, they give foolish interpretation to, to dreams. Lift up your hand and say, I am blessed. Shout it out loud and say, I am blessed! And then... He interpreted the dream. And Pharaoh said, well, in this land, there's nobody as discreet as you, in whom the spirit of the gods reside. You are the one that will do it. They shaved his hair and then put a new garment on him. And then he started walking. And then Potiphar came and submitted to him. Potiphar's wife, in shame, could not look. He said, Joseph, please don't judge me, please. Because I know whatever you say now could either be life or death unto me. If he had done it, he would have been a houseboy, a very good one. Houseboy. And then one day he will be caught. You see, it it was an inspiration in the heart of Potiphar to imprison him because of the mercy of God. You know there are times when people make some decisions in anger because of God's mercy. In favor of the person they are angry against. He could have been killed. True or false. But you see, if he actually did it. Until he was caught. The thought would just come. Caught his head. You don't, don't lose your head though. You have a destiny to fulfill. The fear of the Lord. His brothers that sold him. Got un- hungry. There was no food elsewhere. Other than in Egypt. They had to Travel down to buy food. They could not recognize Joseph because he had shaved his hair. He's looking like an Egyptian. But he could recognize them. You see, those who hate you are working in your favor. If you believe that, say amen. Yeah. There are some things wicked people will do and it looks like they are gaining the upper hand. But you see, they are pushing you into your promised land. Joseph knew that God had sent him ahead to deliver them from destruction because God was preserving that lineage for the birth of Jesus Christ. He saw his place. And then he also saw his place in preserving the whole earth. God sent him ahead. Foreigners don't always have it come. Jo- John the Baptist was a foreigner to the ministry of Jesus, he was beheaded. He could not stay in town. He was in the wilderness. He slept there. He could not wear normal clothes. He wore leather. He couldn't eat normal food. Locusts and what? Honey. Jesus is a foreigner into God's presence. He was crucified. Joseph was a foreigner to releasing Israel from famine. He was sold. He was imprisoned. If you have a forerunning ministry. Like Archbishop Benson in Daoza, He had a forerunning ministry of prosperity. He was persecuted. Until he died. And if people felt him that Nick, this man is really dead now. That was when they started praising him. Abraham was a forerunner of the blessing. For his lineage and generation. He sojourned in tents from one place to another. Israel has a place now on the earth. But Abraham had tents. You must understand your calling and the assignment God has given you. If you are a foreigner, you can't live anyhow. Apostle Ayubabalola was a foreigner of apostolic ministry in the southwestern part of Nigeria. He was fasting on two legs walking. Always praying on the mount from one place to another. And now you can see revival everywhere. Things happening. Churches growing. But there were some people that went ahead. Now listen, there are foreigners here today. If you don't make up your mind to walk with God, your generation will suffer. Because God is taking you out. So you can forerun for your generation and bring them into the blessing. It's taking you out. So that two, three, four, five, six generations down the line, they can lift up their hands and say, Oh, the God of my father, Shehwobaji. And then you see, thunder. You see miracle. That's it. And that's why you see, you cannot afford to live your life the way they are living their lives. They think they are smart, but they are not. But God is calling you out. Let me tell you something. Apart from daughters who got born again and met with the mercy of Jesus, all right, every daughter is destined to be like her mother, if not for the interruption of God. If your if your mother is a prostitute, except you get born again and walk out of that, you just you just see there's no force that push push the lady just is looking around for a guy to sleep with. It tells you the power of a generation. So if you don't step out now and begin to walk with God, there is a force of a generation. It's in the gene of people. It's coded there. And that's why it's important you're born again. And it's important after you're born again, you walk in with God. Or else you just see some people acting out their mothers. The mother wakes up and they're like, this person too. Went to school, she's doing the same thing. No force, no, no, no drive to life. He says, Train up a child in the way he should go. When he's grown up, he will not depart from it. Listen very carefully. If you catch this thing called the fear of God and you begin to walk with God, it is settled that your children will not depart from it. Even when they make mistakes, they are coming back. And that's why God is calling you out. This thing is serious. Don't be selfish. Don't think about me, me, my needs, my needs. You don't know what, pastor. You don't know why I'm doing all these things I'm doing. I'm just trying to help myself. That's why I I do play around with sugar daddies. And it's just to help myself. I'm just being smart, you know. I'm thinking about my children. If I have this degree now, eh, I will have a good job somewhere. That's, that's the wisdom of this world. It is devilish. It is sensual. It is demonic. The fear of the Lord is what? Talk to me. What's the beginning of wisdom? All heads bowed. All eyes closed. It's a moment that you have to reflect on your future. Be sincere right now. The Spirit of God has brought his word to you. If you are here, you are not born again. Or you're here. You know you're not living the way you should live. You need to rededicate your life to Jesus. This is the opportunity to do so. Because of your children. Because of your lineage. Because of your destiny. Because God loves you and has a great plan for you. You cannot afford to continue this way. It's time. It's time. To surrender your heart to Jesus. Lift your hand anywhere you are right now. You must be born again now. You want to be saved. Lift it high. It's your moment. Lift it above your head. It's your moment. Lift it above your, head. come on. You see, look, this is destiny matter. Don't, don't consider anybody around you. It's, it's your life, your future. If you really love your generation and you love your future, you love the, the, the plan of God for you and the destiny. That is in front of you. This is the hour to be saved. Take a bold step. Stand up right now. You want, come. Come. Don't be, a shy, don't be shy. You want to rededicate your life to Jesus? This is the hour. Come from all over. If you're in the overflow, step into the main auditorium now. This is a destiny moment for you. You cannot afford... To leave this place where the grace of God is flowing right now. And the mercy of God is reaching out to you and saying to you, Come unto me. Come unto me. All you that labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. This is your hour. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Thank you Lord. Can you go on your knees before the Lord right now and just surrender to Him? If you're not born again, say these words, Lord Jesus. Say it from your heart. Say it, say, Lord Jesus. I repent of my sins today. I cannot help myself. Please help me. Come into my heart. Make me a new creature. I believe. Say it like you may say, I believe. God raised you from the dead. And I confess that you are my Lord, my master, my controller, my captain. You are the one who leads me from henceforth. And now I surrender. Say it. Come on. I surrender to your lordship from henceforth. Now give me a new heart. Make me a new creature. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for saving me. Thank you because you've done it now and I'm glad and I'm happy and I'm now your child and I'm now your son. I'm now your daughter. Thank you for saving me. Amen. Open your eyes and look at me. Today is a great day in your life. Don't be ashamed of it. Amen. God has done something new in your life and your life will never remain the same again. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If you are dedicating your life, you've done that. By saying, Lord Jesus, I yield to you from henceforth. And God has started something new in your life. Your children will be happy you were born. Your generation will be glad you came. Stand to your feet as God's children. Church, celebrate this once. Hallelujah. Amen. We are going to pray for the next five minutes. We are praying. The Bible says, A rod shall come out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch out of his roots, and the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord, and shall make him of quick understanding. In the fear of the Lord. Lord, make me of quick understanding in your fear. Lift your hands and say, Lord, I tap into that flow of the fear of the Lord. From henceforth in the name of Jesus, I tap into that flow of the fear of the Lord. The dimensions that were upon Jesus. These are the dimensions available unto me. Today I tap into it. In the name of Jesus. Yes, I tap into it. I tap into it. I tap into it. I tap into it, I tap into it, I tap into it. I tap into it. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The knowledge of the Holy is understanding. Oh Lord, I tap into these dimensions. Lord, in the name of Jesus. The dimension of the fear of the Lord. Yes Lord, in my closet. In public. Everywhere I turn. The fear of the Lord. Restraining me from evil. I tap into it. Rabadano Jose Deleboro Ketelebo Shataya Ibrada, open your mouth pray 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 yes i tap into this dimension in the name of jesus let it flow like rivers of many waters it does not matter where i am in nigeria outside nigeria everywhere i go the fear of the Lord is my legacy. The fear of the Lord in the name of Jesus is my treasure. Rapatehe bohorate, bodobrotele goprogeg Bangladeshitala bahaya. Shonbala barate boho shekete, brandalo koshantele bregdegdegraosha, ratopokoshitala bahaya nato sete. Sete. I tap into that dimension. I tap into that dimension. Let it flow. Let it flow. Let it flow like rivers. Rivers of living waters Raptopoki Kalabaha Resopara Sekete Brega Seketo brega Ramate 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 Morosete Leboshate Thank you, Lord in Jesus. Mighty name, we have prayed. Lift up your two hands and make these proclamations concerning your future. Your seed is preserved in the fear of the Lord. You and your seed are preserved in the fear of the Lord. I pray for you from henceforth, for those who have chosen the fear of the Lord. The wisdom of God... That is superior to sensual, devilish, earthly wisdom. Begins to lead you into your inheritance. I declare from henceforth. In your dream life, the Lord will teach you how to prosper. Creative ideas. That will make you take the lead in your profession, in your career. In your chosen endeavor. Receive them right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you all. God bless you.